This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is Sunday, September 16th, 2018. And like we said, after every Falcons game, we're going to do a rapid reaction. Now, I don't know if they're going to be immediately after the game. In this case, to find the minutes of the game. But we're going, to try, we're going to do one. Our goal is to do a rapid reaction every week after the Falcons game. We got Calhoun. What it do? And we got Piehead. What's up? Hey! Yeah, it's our first time having you on officially, Pie, but, you know, we always talk behind the scenes or whatever, so. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, so, Calhoun, last week we talked about the Falcons. It was a woe is me, gloom and doom scenario. The sky was falling. And how did you feel coming into the game? I felt like probably most of Atlanta Falcon fans, like, this going to be a bullshit season. It's going to be a long one. And we're fucked. What about you, Pat? How did you feel before the game? How were you confident in the Falcons? Personally, I was very extremely disappointed because of the fact that not only are we showing remnants of what happened last year, we're bringing the same personnel back as far as like the OC and you know stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, this ain't this this ain't gonna go well at all. And then that first game just showed me that I'm like, yeah, it's been a long fucking season. This this is crazy, you know. Yeah, he signed it up the best, goddammit. That's the same way I felt. I said when they they brought that goddamn drunk Sarkeesian back. But see, I think I, you know what I think the difference is, D. Let me tell you the difference is. You know what it is, Darren? What's up? I think when he drinks brown, <laughs> he have a shitty game. But when he drinks clear, when he drinks white, I think this is the kind of game he has. So you saying he should be drinking gin and vodka instead of Hennessy and scotch and whatever he drink? <laughs> right. Leave, leave that goddamn Palmer son at home. Don't worry. Oh, fuck. Don't worry about him. What do you think? They, what do you think he drinks? Honestly, dead serious. I'll joke aside. What do you think he drinks? It all. I think he drank it all. He probably old school drink. He probably drank that uh, Martell <laughs> or, or, or some scotch. Yeah, some scotch. <laughs> he probably a heavy drink. He probably whatever you got in your cup. He probably one of them Jaeger. Some shit niggas won't even drink. There you go. Yeah, he probably drank that because that he normally he drinks. He probably a scotch drinker. That's probably his sauce of choice or whatever. So oh no, when you say he did, see, scotch drinkers not the kind of drinkers that be drunks. So that's not really a drunk kind of drinker. I, know. I ain't never seen really a Scott because then you could really got a drink. But you be high priced. He more like a a, a gin type. Could be. Yeah, a brandy type guy. He like a Jack Daniels type guy. <laughs> Whiskey. You know what he is. Get straight to it. <laughs> yeah. I think he drinks. I mean, he get paid too much to drink BS. Oh, he, he probably go Jack. He ain't drinking Jim Bean. Probably drinking Gentleman Jack. <laughs> nah, what's the better version of that? What's the higher end version of that? A whiskey? Well, whiskey don't really get that high. <laughs> this ain't like cognac. Well, he, I'm, he drink cognac and scotch. I'm sure he drinking some good shit. 
Let me tell you something. He's a millionaire, Calhoun. Like him or not. Let me tell you something about a drunk. Oh, Let me tell you about a millionaire. You think Julio Jones don't eat fried chicken? <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't always a millionaire. He got drunk younger when he didn't have a million. A drunk drink what he drink. Now, you've been a Martell hoe when you were 20. You a Martell hoe at 40. No, because you, you act like you better than Martell. But you, but you know what you love, D. <laughs> All right, so fast forward to the game this week. Coming into this game, huh? We're actually, we're actually podcasting this game while we're watching this game. Yeah. So coming into this game, everybody said they were worried. Me and you talked earlier, Calhoun. You did not have the Falcons winning. I had a 24-13 Panthers. Me too. I definitely had a. I definitely had the Falcons winning because they showed me absolutely nothing last week. How you go? You know, you go into Philly, you had ample opportunity to win the game. You five red zone appearances, you come away with nothing. That don't inspire confidence. So I was like, and then the the Panthers just beat the Cowboys. You know what I'm saying? Not saying like that's a pushover game, but you know, Cowboys are one of the favorites to be to go deep in the playoffs. So they go, you know, they go and beat them in Carolina. And here we come, or oh, should I say they come to our building to play us. Sarkeesian with that bull jump um, play call he did last week. I just thought it was just going to be a continuation. Like, no. Nah. We're we going to lose this one. I had a game going 14-13. I'm not going to lie. I, man, you talked about it. Preseason, I had the Falcons winning. Then I flipped today and said the Falcons will probably lose 14-13. But I remember telling you that. It's not like the Panthers are a guaranteed winner in this game. It's not like their offense is flying up and down the field. So the Falcons can win this game. It was all based on Sharkeesian and what game plan they came with. But I was saying more so because of the loss of Deion Jones. So let's talk about that. Actually, that's probably a good place to park the car. How did you feel about when they said Deion Jones would be out for a significant period of time? Pi, how did you feel? I thought it was the blow, but I don't really... When it comes to the Falcons' defense, as much as I... Think our defense is better than our offense. I don't take stock in the defense as much. I didn't think your name was Pi. What'd you say? I didn't know your name was Pi. Oh, you said Pi. Yeah. (laughs) Pi, what'd you think when you heard Deion Jones was out? Well, you crazy. Look at this on here. (laughs) But, uh, now, yeah, when I, um, Keanu Neal got out, when he got out, I was definitely not feeling it. Then found out that uh, Deion Jones was going to be out. I was like, man, them two main pieces of the defense, you talking about your best linebacker and your best safety going to be gone. And you talking about playing Cam, you know, at the bare minimum, you got two guys that, you know, will hit Cam. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I really just hit them to keep them, you know what I'm saying, running so much. So when them being out, Jones being out and stuff, I'm like, mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Because believe it or not, I had to tell a dude, man, the, the team last year was a top 10 defense. You know what I'm saying? Now, without them two, no, nah, they're not a top 10 defense because them guys anchor the they anchor the defense. I agree with that. So I think that we talked about this. We talk about this on the podcast a lot of times. People who, who on the outside looking in don't know that the Falcons are a defensive team now. Like, they went from being an offensive team to a defensive team. So your point is valid. I don't – um. I think the blow. I think Deion Jones is a blow for the season. If he don't come back, this the Falcons can't win the Super Bowl without him. Like as good as they playing today, 
we're going to talk more about that. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl without Deion Jones long term. Keanu Neal, I'm not as big a fan of, but, you know, I think Deion Jones. Without a doubt, I, I agree with you. First, and then they just fucked Grady Jared over on this on this call right here. Grady Jared got the cam. But without a doubt, I agree with you. Uh, everyone keeps talking about Luke Keekley being the best linebacker that Sean The best middle linebacker in the game to me is Deion Jones. And I watch a lot of linebackers play. Deion Jones is the best linebacker. Without in question. Yeah, without question. So <clears throat> that is a major blow losing a Pro Bowl. You're losing two Pro Bowl players, but you lost the best. The best of his position. Yeah. Yeah, so I agree with that. So let's fast forward to the game now. Game going on. We all came in thinking the Falcons were going to blow this game. They didn't blow this game. So how do you feel? 37 seconds left. It's 31-24. They're, they're holding up. First off, true fun is what I always what I've been saying to you. Garbage can. <laughs> I told your ad that you, I like Truth. No, he's trash, and he's been trash. He's a pro bowler. Like, y'all. Come on with that shit, D. Y'all, yeah, no one. He has so many blown coverages, falling all over the place, bad play on the ball, pass interference, can't catch. They threw an interception right to him. That motherfucker dropped it. You do not play the ball. Like, watching this game, even watching the game last week, man, this man always got hit damn back to the damn ball. Like, how do you play cornerback not playing the ball? Do you play a cornerback? You know that. You can't play the goddamn. He keep playing receivers. Man, Dion know this. Every good cornerback know that. You don't play the receiver. You play the ball. But if you never got your head around to locate the ball, how is you even doing anything to uh, to uh, 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 stop a, uh, a defensive play? I mean, you know what I'm saying? To stop the whole wide receiver. Never got your head to you, you licking somewhere you shouldn't be licking. You going out with the receiver, you looking in the end zone, the receiver looking at the ball. That's how you get burnt. Stop right there. You made a good point. You looking well where you're not supposed to be looking is what gets you burnt. That's how you be toast. Let me tell you how bad he's been looking. <laughs> Robert Alfred looked better than him. <laughs> he's like, why? What does he? <laughs> Robert Alfred looked better than True Funk. <laughs> so come on with the bullshit, man. I'm going to tell you what I like about this game. That running back, Devontae Freeman, man, I don't know if he's need him. Deal, we don't need him. That's what it, we don't, <laughs> but you know, I, I know we, we all talked about this. You remember when y'all, you and Linda were like Devontae Freeman. I was like, man, I like Tevin Coleman better. I was like, he just don't get enough chances. He a hot and cold running back. But Buddy Smith today were ripping. Wait, but that who, that who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Smith. That young motherfucker got a lot of goddamn, free. he got a lot of wiggle in him, but that motherfucker got footwork. Power, balance, he toast, balance, good balance, bro. And I'm both of them got some Devontae and got Devontae. Six concussions of uh, uh, what is it, eight of me? No, <laughs> no, we don't need them. And you said the point too, like Devontae. He, we, at some point, you got to start protecting Keekly too, but you got to start protecting players from themselves. How many concussions he done had? It's a lot for him to be on, only be in the lead. What's this? His fourth year, third year? Fourth, and he don't have like six. Yeah, so like at some point you gotta start protecting these people from themselves. And also, I mean, one, he's replaceable. It's not like you're looking at an all timer with Devontae Freeman. And two, he 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 hasn't done he hasn't done the type of work to come to ask for eighty million dollars with a straight face. He's a he's a good running back. Not great, not transcendent, not anything. The fans can go just as far without him as they can with him. I tell you what, you see what Pittsburgh doing with Le'Veon? You think they're missing the beat? 
<laughs> and we, you talking about one of the top backs in the league right now today. Is it the one or two? So if they doing Le'Veon like that, <laughs> damn Freeman. <laughs> I agree with you on that. I agree with you on that. And so, you know, we going this is a reparation, so we're gonna bust our load all over. And we're gonna we gonna make Smith seem like he the next coming to Barry Sanders with him and Smith and Jim Brown. Because he looked like that today. He looked like it. Put in a little OJ Simpson because he was a killer today. <laughs> but he do he, he looked like it. So this is a reparation. So you're gonna get these type of reactions. Right now. You know who they might try today? Who? Again, got down Andrew Lowe, but that's another story. Go ahead, though. That's the NFL podcast. Yeah, yeah, we, this just Falcons rap So let's say this. After today's game, you're an executive for the Falcons. Me, you, and Pat, we're going to put on our executive hats. We all executives for the Falcons. After this game, we come in here and we be like, I like what I seen from Smith today. That's how I start the conversation. I like what I seen from Smith today, guys. What you guys think? Hey, man, I'm going to tell you something. He, he has earned uh, some more playing time. He definitely earned that. And I'd be quick to get to him because, like you just said, Freeman going to be out for a couple of weeks. So you really get to take a, a, a deeper look at this guy. If you put up numbers like he put up today, the next couple of games, you definitely – yeah, we try to get something for Freeman. I try to trade him and get something for him. What trade? Wow, I love bold moves like that. So let's talk trade. Uh, okay, Calhoun, Posse trade for Freeman. I, I got to think, I, at least we got to make some calls and see what we can get for him. What do you think about it? I've already been on the phone. I got two I got two feelings. <laughs> i already been talking to him. What's his I value? Right now. What's his value on the trade market? I don't give a shit. What would you, all right, so like, what can we yeah. take for him then? Like, let's be realistic. He's some concussions, man. If you come up with a third round. I just say you probably get a second one. I don't know something. Now it's six. Well, I'm going to shoot for a second round. I'm going to shoot for a third yeah, round. He a pro bowler. Yeah, no. he I said shoot for. I'm not going to get it. Yeah, but it, ain't nobody going to bite that, though. I'm going to try to be, like you said, you just said third round. I'm going to shoot for a second round. But I, in the back of my mind, I'm like, we probably can't get that but third for really. Teddy Bridgewater just got traded to the Saints for a third round pick. We talking about a bad cut quarterback. Nobody got any kind of hope for they wrote out. You know how they do nigga quarterbacks. Yeah. And the Jets traded him to the Saints for a third-round pick. You can give me to a, a third-round pick for a goddamn starting running back. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. Oh, yes. That was the game. All right, so, came out 31-24. All right, so let's, go, let's keep it going. So right now, hey, guys, I think we can, we can, we can move forward with Devontae. And I agree with y'all. We should trade him. I think we should be looking at a... A second round, a third round. I, I want to say multiple. Say we'll, I take a third or fourth rounder, but we need to get the next year third and fourth rounder too. I need right. to get. I, I take a third and fourth rounder as long as we can get two third or four. If we can get a third or fourth rounder this year and a later rounder next year, I'm happy with. If we can get a I'm second fine. this year, I'm cool with it. But we can get rid of him now and free up that. And free up that. Uh, set that That's one place we can get out. That's one place we can lose. We can lose dead weight. It. But we already know talking to me, Charles, and them ain't gonna do that. So. But to, one of the big takeaways from today is we may have a replacement running back core because Tevin Coleman can slide up to Devontae and Smith can slide up to Tevin Coleman's status at the bare minimum, right? Yeah. Uh, so what else? You, what are the takeaways you got from the game? I, you know what? I want to see him play another game, though. I want to see Smith play another game. I don't, I don't want it to be one game hype. I want to see him play another one. See how even if he doesn't have a good game, I still want to see 
sparks of him being who he was today. Uh, other thing that I think is really important is that uh, the play calling for Sarkeesian Day was extremely shocking because he's known to call bullshit play. I even, while me and um, Calhoun watching this, some of the plays he was calling, you, you know, I was telling Calhoun, like, because some of the plays look like counters and stuff like that, what he usually calls, but what he actually calling was, you know, run to the left or run to the right with a one-back set. Some he was actually, that it looked like the old Shanahan offense to a degree because that set it up, that set up play action. And he went to a lot of play action. He wasn't doing that first game uh, against Philly. So he went to a lot of play action because the run was working so well. And they also utilized the fullback more in the run game. So something me and Calhoun had been saying. That opens up the single back run. And then that also open, opens up play action for the receivers. Then he wasn't keying in on, on Julio as much. Matt Ryan wasn't because of the play was working so well. So I got to say, I will probably, I don't know if this is going to be my only time. It might be my only time, but I give Sarkeesian a lot of props for this game plan today because it was, it was way better today than I ever seen from him. Yo, so I thought I, that's a good point. I thought today, if you didn't, if you didn't tell me no better, Sarkeesian looked like he was doing his best Kyle Shanahan impersonation. There you go. Yep. So, my thing is, I don't think he can keep that up too long. I think, I, I think, that, I, I think that this is an impersonation, and it's one like everything else. It has a a limit to it, so I don't think he can t- continue to do this. But I also, I want to come back and say, I don't think Carolina that good. Like I had them third in our division. I'm not a. I mean, I don't know. I know New Orleans was losing to the Browns last time I checked, but I'm not a big Carolina fan. So them being Carolina is good for for you know it's a division game. We need a win game. But I don't think that's a statement win at all for the Falcons. I don't think Carolina's that good. I think they're okay, but I don't think they're like Super Bowl contenders. You know what, D? I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I feel like it was a statement win because okay, we, we lose the game in Philly. There's a whole bunch of doubts around the Falcons already. You know what I'm saying? You got people not really caring for Matt Ryan like that, not care for definitely not care for Sarkeesian. So coming playing and winning this division game. This first division game, you had to find out what the team was made of, what was going on. This would, this would clearly show you which way this team was going to go. I mean, and it's still kind of up and out, but at least it's a lot of positives in this game. If you would, they would have lost this game on top of the negatives from last week, and then this week too. Oh yeah, boy, you can be like, man, the hell with this. The Falcons just ain't. They, they're not going to do nothing this year. Like the play calling, the uh, the players. We got players injured. Like, it would have been blamed all across the board with everything. But today, like I said, by him, uh, and, and then also the red zone, you know, that been one of the biggest damn problems we don't have. They looked it real sharp in the, uh, in the uh, red zone. Matt Ryan playing the uh, uh, red zone was very good. He did a lot of a lot more running. He he didn't overthink this shit. You know, he just reacted. When Matt Ryan do that, he's at his best. When he just got down reacting. He do too much thinking, then you know what I'm saying. The game just fall apart. He throwing interceptions. He just fucking up. Yeah, you're right. So let me ask you this: Do you? I mean, the the million dollar question is this: Can the Falcons continue this, or is the, do you think this is a blip, or this is who they are? Like, are they more the team that played against Philly, or more the team that won today? If Sarkeesian keep doing what he doing, and Matt Ryan keep on playing with the Confidence he playing with because in this game they never trailed. 
Well, actually, yesterday they trailed by three to nothing in the first in the uh, first yeah, they, quarter. Three nothing. That was it. Other than that, it's been tired. They will leave. Yeah, we ain't been down. It, it's going to come to a point when we really down by ten and. Huh? So they went 3-0, then they finally hit the field goal, then they went 10-3. Then we went 10-10. They, they, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it, to me it's going to come to a point where we really face some, you know, some um, some real adversity and see where we at uh, mentally-wise. But I feel like it was a statement game on the, on the principle of the play calling, looking at what we're doing in the red zone. Uh, personnel when we down in certain uh, the formations, you know what I'm saying. I I think all that you know when you look at all that because like damn you know because last week he was calling this and calling that and Matt Ryan was running this and running that. Today the plays made more sense. Like you can you ain't know what the hell Sarkeesian was calling against Philly, but when you looked at the plays today they made sense. All these runs to the left and run to the right set up play action. They set up all little tight end screens and stuff like that. So it made more sense. It opened up the whole entire game. He wouldn't focus just on Julio. He was hitting Ridley. He was hitting Hooper. You know what I'm saying? He was hitting the running backs with the ball. So it made a lot more sense. You know what I'm saying? That's why I take away from them, you know, it being a win today on that level. That's a good point. So let's go on and wrap it up. <clears throat> let's go on and wrap it up. On my side, I think they're more Philly than they are today. I think when I do, I think that more of a feeling. I think that team that scored twelve point. I think that's the team that you're gonna see week in, week out. And one of the reasons why is because Sarkeesian. Listen, he had a good mix today. He put more juice than liquor in his cup, and I think that's how you got what you got. Uh, but if you really look at what he's doing and how he moved, we, that does not look like the Falcons. I was sitting here with Pie, and usually. You meet all of us when they're playing. You can call out their next uh, offensive play. You see what they're running. That's how predictable he is. And he wasn't today. Flip side, you can see Matt Ryan has so much built up, and you can tell how much passion he was playing with, how much he was just yelling, how much grit he was playing with. He does not like where he's at. And when you play something, when you call something that he's comfortable with, he's like a totally different quarterback. But they have to get him in the spots that they need to get him in. Now, I think that's the whole problem. Again, your question was, do you think that they can sustain this kind of effort, this kind of game plan? Can they do it as players? Yes. Can Sarkeesian do it? Fuck. No. No, he can't. This motherfucking, I don't know if he's a cracker, he missed a wet, but Patrick Mahomes got six touchdowns today. God damn it. He missed. The league on Friday. today. He missed. He mixed. Yeah. Oh, look at it now. The new wave. <laughs> Wiggers. <laughs> so when you see David Andy, can remember say the same thing about that? <laughs> well, you know, I'm out of chill for him. The double, double man, man. But the rest of my car, I, I get him a hard time. But yeah. I think but this is something that's, that's, I think the Falcons had a good win today. I really do. All right, so you know how we wrap this up. Um, we're going to give an offensive grade, defensive grade, special teams a grade, and coaching a grade. So let's start off offense, I'm going to give them an A-. I think they did a good job. Again, I think Sarkeesian did his best Kyle Shanahan impersonation. I think we found a new jewel in um, offense. I don't know how to say his first name, but the last name Smith. 
So I, I think all around, you know, you can always be sharper. I think it's always a goal to strive to. I think consistency will be if it's because we didn't start the game on fire inside the red zone. So get that fire, then you can get to an A plus for me. So I give my A minus there. I'm gonna give my A. I think they look awesome. They put up 31 points, and we haven't seen that in a long time. Right. One, two. They finally spread the ball around. More than Julio had a good game, Kevin Ridley finally had a game. Right. Hooper finally showed up. Tevin Coleman went over 100 points on the defense that haven't scored, that a running back haven't ran 100 in over 20 and 21 games. Exactly. And he broke that streak for him. 21 straight game, not a 100-yard rush, and he broke it. That offense, if you don't know a lot of this, that offense looked like vintage Cal Shanahan offense, Mike Malarkey offense, Dirk Cutter offense. <laughs> We don't have to get back to Mike. We don't have to get to Kyle Shanahan. We can get the dirt cut on Mike Malarkey. We need to get to Kyle like Shanahan. Completely disagree. Kyle Shanahan was an all-timer. Dirt, dirt cut on Mike Malarkey was just getting us to maybe a win, one win in the playoffs. One more time. The team wasn't that good. We that Tony and Ryder team was just as good as the team that went to the Super Bowl. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it wasn't. All right, we'll agree we to disagree. We're not going to go back and forth. Listen, we have a motherfucker like Cora Beerman. Being a feature on your team, Thomas Deku being a feature on your team. <laughs> you got Brooks Reed. Man, who? Brooks Reed. Who's not a starter? And Brooks Reed is leaps and bounds better than that crack I just told you. We used to, Eric, Kurt Beerman used to be in everybody on, on, on the sports radio, on both of them. When you talk to motherfuckers, everybody, get him out of here. And we stayed with him. Yeah, like that folks said, Mike Smith was already saying, I can't win with that team. We can't win with that team we had. This team here is stout. Top to bottom, offense, defense. Young players, good players. Well, that ain't nothing like this, that team now. And then Mike Malarkey and Dirk Cutter still get you 26 points, what they were averaging now. So all you need to do is average a 26, 28. We'll be fine. But what we can't do is average 12. Therefore, if you do it like that, if you can get Dirk Cutter, Mike Malarkey, let me tell you something up about Dirk Cutter, Mike Malarkey, while you're talking that shit. Uh, didn't they go to head coaching jobs right after this? Yeah, and they bombed. Oh, okay, okay. That's all I want to know. <laughs> so that being said, I can't. hand is bombing right now. <laughs> but he going to be a bomb too, Cal Shanahan ain't shit. And head coach, and you can mark my word on that, they ain't going to do shit. I don't know about that one. Okay, then. We'll see. Time to tell. I agree with you, I th- but I think it's the Jimmy G overrated, and they're going to hitch their gun now. Not so much anything else. Well, they got down quarterback. They got the bigger bag of fake dope you ever did, see? I agree with that what? 100%. I don't, I, don't know the, I, don't, I don't know about that, though, because it's still early. He ain't playing. He never got down seven games. What? Hold on. Nick got too much on him. <laughs> All right, D. I think uh, I'll face I think I'm gonna give him a B plus. I like it. I like what I seen with the offense. I'm not trying to get sucked in because shit. First game, you know, you sucked in. You you you're thinking, but they gonna beat Philly, bro? Cause Philly then Philly pulled up what 15 last year, and we were like 15, 12. Yeah, something like that. So I'm like, they not really that good. And the defense, they, it was bending, but they didn't break. Did you see what Tom so, Bates did to Philly? Yeah, they just beat him 27 <laughs> Oh, it's over, Jamie Winston. You said it. 
<laughs> you said that. It's over for Jamin Winston. Hold on, hold on. Said, Side note. Fit Patrick, Jet beat them folk like a rented mule. <laughs> That's what the mama say. Oh, they got damn crab stealing pussy grab and can't throw Jamin Winston. He might as well hang it up. That nigga's done, buddy. Yeah, yeah. He ain't worth the trouble. He gonna be able to bend. But I'm gonna tell you something. Fit Patrick, that big bag of uh, fake dope too now. You better not put your team on, on his back. He don't have to. He don't do different trades to start and been a bust. I, he know, he been start. He's been a starter for twelve years and never been to the playoffs. Yeah. So yeah, we, that's how. You, that's all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Oh, I'm gonna tell you. Oh, we goddamn, goddamn Saints beat them boys. I'm gonna tell you what else you write about. Carolina, they're not impressive at all. Noah Turner is a step back. He ain't shit on offense. They don't have no weapons. They're not good. The Saints don't look. They're not him right now. They're not firing all cylinders. Tampa Bay do look like the biggest, but it is so early in the season. You can't do nothing after week week six, seven is when you'll figure out who's who and what's what. Right. But as far as the division go, the division is not dumbass. Look at this motherfucker. The division is not. It's up for grabs, Steve. No. Yeah, so that, that win today, that win today wasn't like, I, I agree with you in that. It wasn't a statement win. It's, it's week two with, a, with Carolina, who's, let's be honest, not that good. You know, so we'll see where it goes from there. Yeah. All right. So, what do, what what do you get a defense? I get a defense to see. I think we got a lot of places we need to improve. I think the people stepped up and played well, but I think we got a lot of places we need to improve. Absolutely, we have a lot of places that we need to improve. I think one, I do not like our cornerback play. Two, the way that they drafted was so goddamn stupid because when that when Casey went out. Uh, with that, with that personal foul penalty, I would have moved Brian Poole to the fucking to the corner to that safety, and I would have put Oliver in at the nickel. But you can't do that because Oliver's trash. But you wasted a second round pick on trash, and you should have learned from Jalen Collins not to waste your second round pick on trash on a trash ass corner. And that's what they did. Duke Riley is trash. Yeah, I was listening to the game. And, you know, we're going to hurry up and run through these last two. I run through the game. I was listening to the game, excuse me. And the, even the announcer, you know, the announcers try not to throw anybody on the bus. The announcer like, Duke Riley has to make those plays. Like, like there's no other way to put it, folks. And, like, when they're throwing you under the bus like that on the radio, yeah, you need them. It's a problem. So. Duke Riley's a problem. Duke Riley's trash. He, put on, he takes himself out of position. He don't finish tackle. He can't read defense. He's horrible. So what grade did you get a defense? Calhoun. I gave him a C. They gave out 24 points to a shitty uh, offense. And once again, I got Carolina score right. I got Atlanta. I got Atlanta's backward. Instead of 13, they scored 31. Damn, <laughs> I should play the numbers tomorrow. <laughs> but I got, I'm going to just lose by two. But I got them right. They gave out 24 points to an offense that had no fucking answers but McCaffrey. Their wide receivers trash. Anderson can't catch. Goddamn. Uh, Cam was just standing in the pocket just trying to look for somebody to do something. They have they don't have Greg Olson and they tight end missing the in the in the uh, end zone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we get it. They suck. So you give them a C. They suck. Piehead, what you give them? On defense? Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I give them a C. I said the same thing because, you know, us having those key guys out on defense, that's one thing, but then these other guys gotta make plays. Uh <laughs> True funny, straight garbage. I don't, you know, we gave him all that money just for decoration. When we went to that Super Bowl without him, we should have just, you know, if he wanted to walk, let him walk. 
you know, or, you know, hey, look, we're going to give you this much, but you're not going to get a max deal. They shouldn't have gave him what they gave him, though. But him, uh, what's the other guy on the other side? Oh, Jesus Christ. Every time they jump up, they don't even defend the play right. They'll jump up and throw their hands out like incomplete. Remember one time he did that, he got a uh, pass in the fair call against him. Yeah, but, but. They, they they jump up and do shit like that like they the true man. They, they ain't not playing good defense. They're not tackling. They're not tackling Will back. If Brian Poole is not back there in that secondary, make some of these key damn tackles, they probably would have scored one this game. So let me come back and say because you made a, you made a good point. True Front got up and did the little incomplete sign, and the announcer they showed him show motion. I was like, "Hey, Funch just missed the ball. He didn't." That's, not, that's all he did. He missed the ball. But you get up like you play great deep. Then he go on the sideline. You know they got all these different handshakes. Like he going up and down the damn line like he just they they they, they doing all these baseball handshakes like he done done something. <laughs> Hey, you're right. So we all get a defense to see special teams. Let's fly through this. Oh shit! Get harder the fuck out of here. Whoa, what? That nigga worked the air wing. Now he was got goddamn fair catches, boy. Went about around it. He just shook up. It's like he was shook before he even got the ball. Get him out. Yeah, you gotta get him. So out. what grade y'all give him? Go ahead, pal. What grade you give special team? A D. Mike need to give him an F. And that was that was just that was horrible, bro. You know what I'm saying? Now they we ain't turn the ball over, but we ain't do nothing with it. They had Kevin Ridley out there on uh, on one of the kickoff returns. That might be a good thing because he got speed, but that punt return though, no, that punt return is a problem. Get him off right there, man. I gotta agree. Kevin Ridley is good at kickoff. They gotta do something with that Hardy. He's trash. Yeah, he gotta go, man. That's, that's I give him a D too. I agree with y'all. I agree with y'all a D. Coaching, what do you give coaching today? I give Coach Steve Sarkis a shout out. I give coaching an A. They did personnel. They had good personnel in. They swapped it out pretty good. The play call was good. I give them an A. I'm going to give a coach an NA. I, I got to wait to see till next week because a lot of what they do will depend on who we they going, play next we week. We can't go by. We can't. We going okay. by right we now. Going by right now. I got to probably give them like a B or B minus. I grew up high head. B minus was the grade I was thinking. But a lot of this week determine a lot of the final grade for this week determines if they play if they play Smith next week. What do they do with KZ and Poole next week? That's going to really determine a lot of like what they did this week. So, but I agree with Pi. I give it a B minus. So offensive player of the game, who you got? I mean, you got to go with Matt Ryan, right? Oh, you the Smith? Nah, I'm gonna go with Smith. Nah, it wasn't Smith. Coleman the one had a hundred yards. But you know, I like Coleman. So, but again, we I expect that from Coleman. So I say Smith, I wouldn't expect what he did. And hey, that some bitch had two goddamn two t- two passing touchdowns, and what he had two running touchdowns. Yeah, he was twenty three twenty seven for two uh two seventy two. He was very efficient today. Four rushes, eighteen yard, two touchdowns. Matt Ryan definitely the player of the game. I would definitely get that to him. Calhoun. That one just showed number hard. Exactly. He jumped over. They knocked the around. He landed on his feet and got in there. Sound like you're back on the Matt Ryan train. You got damn right, I am. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, tell you something. <laughs> I ain't never. I ain't never. You know, I ain't never been a Matt Ryan fan. I ain't like to say we dreaded him. We got him in here. I saw him in Boston College when they the Hooper Holler back. This guy that played today. This is what pisses me off with Matt Ryan. If he was this guy every game, bro. I would call him Matty Ice. It's Courtney the phone. Who you got for defense, D? 
Defense. Uh, 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 probably the coaching. They did a lot of shuffling around with a lot of people missing. So I get defense MVP to coaches. I got Brian Poole. Poole played well, but I think the coaches putting him in instead of doing something stupid. So I say the coaches, but I agree with you on that. I could say he was the best player on the field today for the defense. Brian Poole was my best defensive player over there. Hands down. All right. I mean, so next week, on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how worried about you are the Falcons? What are they putting this week? They played the Saints next week. Nah, just in general, we're gonna finish up because I we're gonna finish up on a scale of one to ten. How worried about you for the Falcons right now? I think we were eight or nine last week at home. I'm back down to a four. I, again, we already said it enough times. That was a needed win, but I, I just don't think that much Carolina. So I'm at a seven. I don't. I don't think much Carolina, and that's a fluke. That could be easily a fluke. I gotta see them do that by three, four games, weeks in a row. Talking about great for next week? Oh, today? No, period. No, just for the whole season, how worried are you about them? How worried are you that they're going to fuck it up next week? I'm still, I'm still very worried. Like like, like you just said, if they, if they put a couple of games together or well, playing like they played today, it'll go it'll, it'll go down. But like right now, I'm still like a, like a, a seven or eight because I'm not – the, the 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 thing about it, man, the crazy thing is that when you talk to Falcon fans, you can't talk to a fan about the Falcons because what this year we got the Super Bowl. They used to say that with Jason Tucker Dion was out there, but we were getting our ass spanked. So you can't you can't even reason with those type of people. So for me, I call myself a Falcon realist because I'm I'm looking at the team. I'm looking at the same thing you're looking at, but I'm being unbiased toward it, and I'm calling out what's wrong. Faggot fans don't like a diehard faggot fan. They don't want to call out what's wrong. So I say, like I said, I said about like a seven, about like a seven. Cause I got to, I got to see some more. I got to see Sarkeesian gonna stay off the ball just a little bit longer before. Uh, if he can keep this up, stay cut back on the scotch and, and stay on the gin. You know what I'm saying? It'll go down. I just got to see how they gonna do. That's right. This up. They talking about him now. All right, digitaldarren.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend, to tell a friend.